0: i'm ryan and i'm steve and this is 60 cycle hum your guitar buying selling trading modding fixing breaking reviewing playing podcast it's just the two of us this time just the two of us somebody asked speaking of singing somebody asked on youtube if we had if uh, mike and i had planned the harmonized boy band drop oh in, yeah uh, the middle of like at the end, I don't even remember what it was. We didn't plan anything. Um, and I was like, yeah, right. I was like, it sounded really good though. I listened back to it and it was like perfect harmonization, which Damn. must be all Mike because I can't harmonize for. <laughs> he heard what you
1: were doing and he got on top of yeah. it. That always trips me out when someone harmonizes with something I'm doing and it makes me feel like I'm doing something really well. When I'm just, like, sludging something out, yeah. you know? I was like,
0: I'm just singing the notes that I know, and you're singing different notes, and it sounds really good. <laughs>
1: it's like the whole, like, you know, the uh, like the dancing partner is the most talented one because they're dancing backwards with right. you and, like, right. keeping time backwards and stuff. Uh, so what's new, Steve? Should we get into, like, our guitar life, our tone journey? Um, oh, my gosh. Tone journey.
0: Hashtag that. I hashtag oh.
1: tone life.
0: So we were talking about this earlier, and you have one over there, uh, though I guess we don't really need to show it. But a few years ago, I bought you bought a few, and I bought more than a few. Uh, the Mono Warsaw oh. straps. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I think one of which, these is yours. You left one here, I think. Okay, I've got, I mean,
0: I'll take it. I've got more than I should. I've got like three of them. Uh, but I only bring that up because this past week, um, our one of my worship leaders came to came and pulled my mono strap off of off of uh the spare base that uh-huh. I keep at the church and uh to use on his guitar and after our rehearsal I was like, hey man, do you need a like do you need a strap for that guitar? He's like, Oh no, this is yours, huh? I was like I was like, Yeah yeah, but do you do you like have a strap for that guitar? And he was like, Oh I need to just pull my strap off my other guitar and I was like, No, just have that strap. Just keep it. And well, he was th- like he was like, what man? Like going on and on about like how nice it is because it's mono and uh-huh. you know mono is a brand and whatever and uh and I was like dude I paid like $5 for that. Yeah, they were clearing them out a while ago.
1: I I like them when I use them but they're like the rubber in on them is a super pain yeah, the to yeah. get on it's most. Yeah, it's definitely strap bags. it's
0: definitely a set it and forget it kind of strap. But like, then people
1: it, complain cuz they have that big metal buckle on them and they think it's going to ding their guitar. I haven't had that happen. I'm
0: in that camp. Um I like I don't I have them on I have one of those straps on just on that bass actually. I don't know if I have I don't know I think I have it on another guitar that's pretty beat up, but otherwise I don't use it um because of that big metal buckle because I just don't I don't know, it makes me nervous. I'm, pretty like, I'm not going to put it on my set on that semi hollow or on the hollow body bass like that little puncture straight out. through it? I don't know, man. Through the Eastwood? I I just know the way I lay that thing down like I would just like put it in the case and be taking the strap off and let it go. And it would just like go straight into the top of the body. I
1: mean, speaking of like puncturing hollow bodies, did you see that picture I posted on Instagram of that guitar that was at the swap meet?
0: Oh, yeah. Like we can have half yeah. ago.
1: Is this Ibanez Artcore sort of thing? And in the moment I looked at it and like, oh, this is a disaster. It, like half of the lower uh, bout. Yeah. But, like the control cavity area of the guitar was completely smashed and missing. Like it was just wide open. How much did they want for it? That I didn't even look at the price. I didn't even think about. It. I was like, "Oh, this thing is trash. Like, Dude. oh, this is garbage." And then when I got home and I posted the pictures, like, I should have offered like five or ten dollars for this thing. And who cares? Uh, the neck joint was all screwed up, but I could have hung it on the wall. Oh,
0: was it the neck was all messed up too? But I
1: think I because that's
0: like you couldn't really tell.
1: Obviously, like I think I a could a big have, old
0: chunk was missing, yeah. but you couldn't really tell what all the damage was.
1: I think I could have squeezed a syringe needle in there and like shot some glue into mm-hmm. the crack of the neck joint and then just clamped it and right. Crossed my fingers and then like see how it played when stringing it up like risk a set of strings on it because it could have still been a functioning yeah. like playing guitar the controls
0: are all there they were just hanging by a thread and when you're d- after that like if that part's fixed and you go in with the dremel and smooth out the like chunk of the body that's well, missing i was thinking like leave it
1: as it is but then cut a perfect little piece of wood to be a support and shove it between the two, right? Like the bottom and the top, and then there's a support like eye beaming it. Yeah. Well, so like I, I don't try, saying- I don't try to com- complete the curve. I don't try to repair anything. Maybe I put a little. Maybe I sand it off the bit. Yeah, that's little what I'm saying. With the
0: Dremel, like you're just yeah. following whatever's broken there. And now you've got a new, like, wacky body shape. And, and, and now, just let it be just,
1: a busted-ass guitar. You can
0: just have whatever's there. The only reason I would have recommended the Dremel is because otherwise you're going to, like, you're going to be doing something. Yeah. And then, like, it's catch slide your clothes. hand wrong. And, you know, you're going to have a three-inch long splinter in your well, forearm. I don't think
1: the front edge, because it was, like, on the bottom front bout was all messed up. I don't think that edge would bother me at all. I'm, I've never got my hands down there. I'm never touching the knobs. I'll just turn everything up. Uh, <laughs> Keep but, it at 10, baby. But the back edge would definitely be catching on my clothes and stuff. So I'd have, right. to, have to clean that up. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll still be at the swap meet when I go back in six months yeah, or whatever. you say health? You Probably go to swap not, meet? though. I wouldn't be surprised to see that thing pop up on Craigslist, though, at some point. I t- I. I've had a Craigslist week. Because I almost did a Craigslist thing yeah, like two days ago, and then I did a Craigslist thing today. There was oh, okay. uh, the JHS Tidewater. Yeah. Popped up Craigslist 45 minutes away with traffic, 40 bucks. Those things go for what? Like 135 new or something like that? 120 new? Yeah. I could have flipped that thing for double or more so easy, but it's like I was like up to my neck and work trying to get stuff done and right. like rush hour was coming up I'm like I'm just not going to make it I don't have time to deal with this right now and then today I've been shopping around for uh, wireless lav mic kits because I want to have one for doing like event coverage, like mm-hmm. Summer NAM and stuff like Did that. Did you bring that down? No, it's upstairs. I didn't bring okay. it down. Uh, it's, no a, one it's a, boring, boring, to see a, it's a boring thing to look at. But, anyways, uh, I was looking at new prices and like, ah, I should just pull the trigger on this. Right. And then, like, the light went off in my head, like, you idiot. What's these don't go bad like they don't <laughs> they don't get ruined by use like look at the use market so I jumped on eBay and looked at some prices and then I went on Craigslist and there was one mm-hmm. locally for basically half off right the guy had it at 250 they go new like 399 and he really? I I looked at his ad and uh it had been up for like 16 days mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm going to make an offer. Yeah, I looked at the completed listings on eBay and it's like, ah, they kind of travel between 200 and 230 plus shipping. But I'm going to have to drive to this guy's house. There's a convenience cost there. I'm just going to offer. What what part of town was he in? Kearney. Okay, not bad. Yeah, the other side of the Top Gun Gun airport. (laughs) But, anyways, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's like 20 minutes away from me. I hit the guy up. I'm like, will you take 200? He comes back with – I checked eBay when I put the listing up, and I think they go for more more than that. And then he emailed again immediately after that and was like, yeah, 200 is fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he must have yeah. went and checked and and looked at other listings that were up there. Yeah, I there checked
0: was... on eBay, and they go for higher than that. But this is the first email I've received in 16 days. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, sure. So I went and did my
1: Craigslist thing. It wasn't for guitar stuff, but it's for stuff I'm going to use for the channel and whatnot. I cool. Saved, I saved 200 bucks. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It means I'm not going to lose money if I ever have to sell it, you know? And if I do lose money, it will be very little. Right. I'm excited about it. It's, it I haven't Craigslisted in a while. I haven't bought something and gotten a deal in a while. I feel a little, a little bit pumped now. I kind of wish I went, went and got that Tidewater now <laughs> so I could double up on this high I, that I'm feeling. There were
0: no used waters on Reverb. So, I mean, presumably, it was like $135 new.
1: It means either people aren't buying them to feed into the used market
0: or people aren't selling them because they love them. Or both. Or both. Or it might just be
1: too new. Didn't didn't they come out with it like two months ago or something? No, they came
0: out in, I think, November. Oh, okay. Or at least they were being pushed on YouTube. This isn't necessarily a what's new, but I guess it's a what's new. Is Somebody um, messaged me on... um, Actually, this is all kind of a tech question. Somebody messaged me on Reverb here we go, tech question. about a pedal I'm selling. And they asked if it had soft switches. And I didn't know how to answer it. And uh, so let me look around and see if I can find a pedal. Yeah, I, that's what I think of as a soft switch. I've got these
1: Matthews here. That's kind of a soft switch. That's
0: see if, too stiff. So maybe like this.
1: Is that what yours is like? What, what pedal are you selling?
0: I don't want to talk...
1: Oh, he doesn't I don't want, to, want to talk about it. He doesn't it. want to talk about it.
0: It's not a brand that I want to talk about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming there's some kind of controversy there. Steve is on the search for the perfect click here in the garage.
0: This is great. This is a great show. There's a
1: good podcasting right here. <laughs> Steve's standing behind me just clicking every foot switch. I don't even know what you're hoping to find. Are they all softer than what you have or are they harder? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, geez, Steve.
0: You dropped the bear more. I'll get it later. So it's kind of like the switch I have is kind of like that. So it's not like a full on hard switch. Remember when the switches used to be so hard you'd have to like, yeah. like put your whole so, weight on so them. So when I messaged the guy back, I was like, well, it's not like an EHX switch. It doesn't have like a super loud click at the bottom. It's kind of like this. It's just kind of got like it's a smooth travel, and then at the very end there's a little click. Yeah. But I think of this as a soft switch. Yeah,
1: the Matthew switches are like soft the Matthews switches. Are there's like, no click.
0: Yeah. So the only click you feel is when the two pieces of metal collide. Yeah. Now, that's not a click, that's just a collision. That's just a sound, yeah. It's not it's not a switch, so it's not like I I guess it's it's listed. I looked in the manual for this pedal and it is listed as a mechanical switch. It's not a relay. Right. So I I mean I guess I could have described it that way. It is uh, technically
1: louder, but I feel like If someone's looking for absolute like silent, well, and so and so then like neither neither of these are absolute silent. Like that's what I said is I said,
0: um, I said it's not a um. How do I view messages? I don't know, man. View messages. So basically, I just told him like it's not a it's not a silent switch. Like I would describe this as a silent switch. I would describe this as like a soft mechanical switch. I guess. Sure, it's a light click. Anyway, uh, I don't know if that was the wrong answer, but he d- hasn't bought my pedal yet. <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe uh, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. That' what I sold. Every dirt pedal needs
1: to have a grit rating, like a universal grit rating. So, like, like, like sandpaper. I'll, is. I'll say this about I'll and then, like, every every uh, foot switch needs like a click rating to let you know how hard oh my the click is like ranging from like 100 is like very hard like you need to put your full weight on this to like zero is like feather soft
0: right um, I would say uh, we could make that like would, an ABV rating I would say rating. that this company is this is for inner circle people might know what, what I'm talking about I would say that this is a company that um, we have discussed in the inner circle uh, undermining used market values on. Okay. I didn't know you had one of those. I don't have one of the newer ones. I have one of uh, the older ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah. That's not... I didn't. wasn't thinking of that as a what's I mean, new, but that's sounds, a thing that I'm...
1: Hey, join the inner circle. Like, find out about our clandestine, like, efforts to ruin things. I
0: mean, it's not like a thing we do all the time, but... It's
1: a thing we did once as, like, a joke amongst ourselves. <laughs> really it was a way to give something... To like an
0: inner circle, it's, yeah, member. pretty much. But like, here, who you wants to a this? super sick deal on something in the inner yeah, circle? Yeah.
1: <laughs> now we sound like a legit, like Illuminati sort of situation in there, which we are $10 a month, and you can be part of the club, dude. I got the that. tone I... Illuminati, <laughs> tone Illuminati. inner
0: circle tone Illuminati. There's probably a really good, uh, a really good reference in there but i don't know you ready to get on with this let's get on with all right this first ad was sent by nobody but it's a really popular thing um there's these three guitars that fender came out from their custom shop i think they're like some kind of like sports movie themed because (laughs) the first there's like mascots the first one is like a Timberwolf. like i think it's for the minnesota timberwolves from the national basketball association and the second one is, it's weird because it's a lion, but it's a fender jaguar, but it's a, it's got a lion yeah, on it. Yeah, why is there
1: a lion on a jaguar? That is the wrong animal. And,
0: uh, I'm pretty sure that's for the Detroit Lions, the football team. Mm. And the last one- Is that their colors? Uh, no, but you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then the last one is some kind of Hydra looking thing, and I think that's an Avengers reference for the new movie.
1: I think it's a dragon. No, I'm pretty sure it's a Hydra. I see wings- do Hydras have names? Ryan, it's a Hydra. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. This is for the Avengers. No, Steve is being obtuse because he's one of those awful people who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. And More, just like wants, Ga-
0: More like Game of Bones, am I right? Wants everyone to know
1: it. Just like, oh, hey, guess, guess what, guys? I don't watch Game of Thrones. And everyone's just like, oh, gosh, this person... I also don't watch Game of yeah. Thrones. I've never seen an episode of it Are before. we becoming
0: those people now? I don't think you do I don't it. really talk about yeah. whether or not I watch it, but I definitely know a lot of people who do. I saw two or three people who were posting spoilers, and I just went and commented like, Oh, man, you're totally right. That is crazy. <laughs> but, but they were like, I think I'm pretty sure they were fake spoilers, but I was just
1: playing along. I've got, along a, I've got a spoiler for for the new Avengers movie. I've been hearing a rumor around town mm-hmm. that uh, that they're going to defeat Thanos. Right. Uh, Ant-Man is going to be the one to deliver the blow. <laughs> this is called the Thanos theory. Yes, yeah, so you know what I'm getting <laughs> yeah, to. I do know. It. My my sister was telling me all about it. I heard this rumor. Ant-Man is going to go inside of Thanos' butt. Yeah. And then he's going to get big. Yeah. And that's going to kill Thanos. Yeah. I love this theory. Yeah. I hope it happens in the movie. I hope they reshoot the movie and your sister, last sister to make it happen. And your
0: sister... Um, used to work at a very well-known Los Angeles hospital where I'm sure she Oh, was... this is a different sister. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, it blows that whole theory
1: to hell. Oh. Uh, so anyways, Game of Thrones, we're like the a-holes who don't watch this thing and apparently go around bragging about it. Well, we're bragging about it now, I guess. I know, right? But, but I think what we're just getting at is that we don't know anything about the actual show.
0: But Fender came out with three guitars. I did, I did look this up, and these are uh, representing – um, I think House Stark, House Lannister, and oh, some I other have house. No idea. house Targaryen. I don't know if I pronounced any of those right. I think Stark I definitely pronounced right. You know way more about this um, than I do. But, but I don't know... Well, the dragon thing is just the whole... Like, the dragon one is, I think, I the, know the are... easiest one because there's the one character that's, like, the queen of, the mother of dragons. I so do that's know that house. there are dragons in she Game of She has a Thrones. house. There's houses.
1: There's houses. There's dragons. There's, that's it. There's, people die and people uh, have sex. That's Game of Thrones yeah. as far as I know. <laughs> Did you hear? But I also know that Fender put out three guitars that are worth, like, 30 grand
0: each. Is that really what they're going for? So this yeah. is the sigil series. It's called the sigil series. It's the the sigil, the whatever, like the crest mark of these three houses, I guess. And they're actually really cool. They look really cool. They're, I don't they're hate like them. Conceptual. They're super. Are they just one of each? Basically? Yeah, they're just one of each. I think. Um, they're like so these Rigid are like sh- These shot. are showpiece guitars,
1: of course. You know. I mean, Fender does this like every Nam you go, and they've got forty guitars up that are like custom rd pieces that are like valued way outside what anyone would buy because they go into private collections and stuff like that i just realized this jaguar has lipstick pickups yeah that's cool it's a it's an interesting twist uh which one which one would you go for steve i mean obviously we don't really care about the game of thrones reference but right there's some interesting uh features and looks going on here
0: i think the wolf is the least gaudy of the three yeah me. it's got a natural
1: like barn sexual thing going on <laughs> if you're super hot for barn wood
0: does that does the the wolf one give you barn wood steve no no <laughs> it gives me yes i mean I, that that wood does look very barney
1: <laughs> i honestly like swap the pick guard on that for one that's the same material but that doesn't have the wolf on it yeah and i'd, I'd be totally down for that yeah i think it's a cool look I like the the distressed like gray wood kind of look of it. I just, I, I feel like that one stands out because the wolf emblem is like kind of cartoony. Yeah, and it might just be because they print it, they they put it on there too big. I don't know if it's engraved or you know hammered in there or if it's printed, but I feel like it's just too big. I feel like instead they should have put that emblem on the top horn, like like uh branded into the wood
0: but but each one of these guitars like the pit guard with the house emblem is that's the feature i know but i think the i think it's just that the they could have done some the sort wolf of wolf head has the least amount going on so it just takes up the entire breadth yeah of the pit guard it's a
1: graphic that's meant to be smaller right and they blew it up too big so the lines are super heavy and that makes it look cartoony like they should have made it smaller. Amateurs. and they should have put like a like a finer detailed like sort of situation on the pick. Are you
0: saying they should have put uh, a much finer point upon it? That was a, <laughs> yes, that was a stretch.
1: <laughs> People will get that reference at the end of this episode if they remember it. They won't. <laughs> Oh, man, why is the world in love again? Let's find out with these Game of Thrones guitars. Uh, People were tagging me in the articles about these a bunch because uh, famously, infamously, Mm -hmm. I've known for Ryan's rule of art on guitars. And people were like, hey, Ryan, this breaks your rule, doesn't it? And yes, it does break my rule. All three of them do. My uh, my rule of art on guitars is that the art should be visible as vertical when the guitar is being played versus being viewed as vertical when it's hanging on the wall. And that's yeah. the difference between a guitar that's meant for playing and a guitar that's meant f- just to be like a museum piece or like a showpiece in a dentist's office or something like that or in a lawyer's office. All, yeah, all three of these. You know what? No, I'm going to say two of them. Mm-hmm. Two of them break the rules. The Telecaster... I can kind of forgive. I already don't like the graphic, just how cartoony it looks. Right. The Jaguar, I can kind of forgive just because the pattern is so, like, fine detailed and ornate and kind of disappears. So here's something weird. But it's the one that is, like, violating it the most egregiously because the Lion is not only, like, not viewable as vertical when you're playing the guitar. The Lion is actually, like, laying on
0: its back when you're playing it. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of a big bummer. I mean, the Dragon kind of is, too. But it's, there's so much going on that you can't really tell. But
1: the Dragon is, like, swirling all over the place. You don't know which way is up or down right. with the Dragon. I feel like the Strat uh, guitar here doesn't break the rules just because the Dragon's kind of abstract so in that the,
0: way. So, the Jag actually has uh, single-coil Strat pickups in it. Really? Those yeah. aren't lipsticks? No. I mean, obviously, they are they look like they lipsticks. They have some sort of cover over them, then. Yeah. Interesting. But they're actually listed as uh, strap pickups.
1: Well, yeah, because yeah, a, a Jaguar pickup, I mean, I, I can't use, use this observation to differentiate this between lipsticks and a strap pickup, but a regular Jaguar pickup uh, screws into the body, not into the pick guard. Right. Much the same way, like a, a jazz master pickup. No, these
0: apparently are fat fifties. I mean, it's like a. I believe they're like a. Uh, you know, it's a fat fifty that's wound in the custom shop for this guitar. Right, right.
1: I mean, I like I like this Jaguar. I would play this without like caring about the reference to Game of Thrones at all. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't watch Game of Thrones, guys, I just want you to know that. Uh, <laughs> but I like the the red. Uh, slash, like, bronze on gold kind of aesthetic here. Yeah. And I even like this, like, kind of royal, like, filigree, uh, you know, kind of ornate sort of look. It works. I like this look. I would play this for sure. I like flashy stuff. Even with, like, all the gold hardware. I don't usually like gold hardware because it tarnishes super weird. Mm-hmm. Uh But, I don't know. It's It's very fancy pants, and I'd never be able to afford it, but... You know, you could find me on stage playing that.
0: So these are all—all all the pickups and all of these are wound by Josefina Campos, who's okay. like a, one of the custom shop pickup winders. I want to know if the ah, uh, she is uh, the new queen of pickups. Oh my goodness, taking over. She was uh, Abigail Barra's apprentice. Gotcha. And she was like the OG, like
1: mm-hmm. pickup whisperer at Fender. Yeah. yeah. Like since the old old days, she's yeah. the one behind the machine, correct? Winding all the pickups that made a difference in the correct.
0: world. And actually, though it's interesting, so Josefina Campos has been working for Fender since 1991.
1: Oh wow! So, so it's, it's like she's been there
0: a really long time, and it's like, uh, before like she became the master pickup winder, I think pretty recently. So that's kind of like crazy too. It's like oh, I've been at this job for. 25 years, and now I'm the master. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look up different pictures of this strat. You want to see how deep those scales are?
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. I want to see like what the texture is. It's a trip, it
0: right? It looks really thick. Yeah. But again, like these, like, are, if, if these you showed aren't me meant a, for playing. If like, you
1: showed me a picture of this and didn't tell me it was a fender close-up, I'd be like, oh, this is some sort of photo print right. on here. But is that
0: like a carved in yeah. texture? Yeah, no, it's carved in. That's I I was wild. reading the description on it and it's a carve. I want to see a better picture of it. It's like I
1: guess I'd have to watch a video to see it like yeah, moving probably. in the light to really get an idea of how deep that carve is cuz it's pretty wild. Oh, yeah, yeah you can see this pickguard is like hammered in on the telly. Oh or, wow. Oh, it's very textural. That really sticks up. That's interesting. I feel like it sticks up way too much. <laughs> it's just too diamond plaidy, like, yeah. Affliction shirt, truck bro style yeah. looking, you know? Oh, m- Maybe here's a good uh, view of the strap. Yeah, there's a decent amount of depth on the strap there. Is the Pickard leather?
0: I don't... I like... I, I think, think it's it, leather. Is it leather? I like now that. Now that you zoom in on it, it does kind of look like leather. Yeah.
1: I like... Th- I like that look for the Strat. Do that look on a Jazzmaster, and I'm going to be into it. Here's
0: all of these people uh, are going to be talking about how we're just looking at our phones.
1: Who cares? They're just looking at their phones. This color of the Jaguar, this picture of the Jaguar shows us a much richer, like, mahogany color on the edges. Yeah. Against that red. The other picture makes it look bright, like Iron Man red. It reminds me of like like something you'd see in Hearst Castle, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think we've done this to death. We've we've really thrown our opinions out there and said some controversial oh. things. Hand tooled leather. <laughs> hand-tooled I've always hand-tooled, I've always really hand tooled leather, Daddy. Admired leather pick guards. I think they're a cool look. Yeah, especially when you get like the Western saddle kind of look.
0: I'm sure they're also just not at all easy to do.
1: No. Yeah, there's there's sites out there that'll do it for you. As I always thought that maybe I'd like to do my own though. Even though it would drop, I don't even know how to, like I don't
0: even know how to do that stuff. All right, you ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on to no. a topic. Oh uh, no, we're going to move on to our first ad. What you mean a sponsor? Yeah, sorry. Ad. <laughs> well, the sponsors are an
1: ad. I know I mean. it's I know it's confusing because ads sound like we're going to do a paid advertisement, yeah. but then we do a non-paid you know, like takedown
0: of a Craigslist thing or whatever. Right. Um, we got these in, uh, recently, um, which is the Dario universal strap locks. I don't know how well this can, is going to show because it's like black print. I'll put up. I'll put up like product photos from the website. Okay, of what cool. This is, um, but basically what this is, is this is Dario's, um, drop in on the strap lock market. So you have, Schaller, you know, you've got, uh, what are the big ones? Schaller, Dunlop, these different companies uh, that have a full-on strap pin replacement. I'm going to say, first off, um, and this is a dumb thing Uh-oh. that probably shouldn't matter, but I think is really cool, is this presentation is is Oh, phenomenal. yeah, you feel like you're getting cufflinks or something. Um, oh, yeah, that's a really great comparison, is cufflinks. Um I got the one that I have is the black strap button. So these strap buttons actually match the rest of it, the part that goes on the strap. Um, but it's it's a these, really interesting really great. little device here. You've got two
1: bits that you screw onto either side of your strap. Yeah. And it's even got a little wing on here to make sure it stays going the it right direction goes in your strap. Right in that slot on your strap. And, and then you, you screw this side in. And it's a little push pull thing where yeah. you pull the knob and it releases uh, from the strap button. It's but-
0: really simple because it's just a screw. There's it's literally yeah. four parts. You can replace your strap pegs, whatever strap pegs you have with those. Did we figure out if um,
1: it's, if it's compatible you with have other strap? You have to use those ones.
0: You have to use these strap buttons. Yeah. Okay. Um, at least for versus like a common strap, I could I not. But you it could to find fit. a strap button that's very similar to this. Sure. And it would work. Sure. I'm just. I just what I threw it on, I threw it on a couple of your other guitars and it did not fit.
1: Yeah, this is a tidy, like, attractive little piece yeah. of kit here. Like, yeah,
0: I, re- I really think this is a great product. I I'm really stoked to be kit doing like this. like I'm in the guitar nerds. I know. That's something that they say. Well, it's also... Is that a thing that they say? That's a thing they say. Also, kit is like a sports reference. I think it's like a British thing. That's like... Um, because that's what they call... Like, soccer jerseys, they call them kits. Oh, really? Like, the, the tops and bottoms, like that... Cu- That colorway. There's tops and bottoms in soccer. You call them colorways? Yeah, colorways. Um, On top of all of this presentation (laughs) stuff, and that it looks good. These are uh, like I said, it's a super free uh, super hassle free installation. You're gonna remove the strap pegs that you have. Yeah, you're gonna drop these on. It's a two part install for the for the part that goes on the strap. It's just a front and a back and you screw it in. Yeah. Like that's and then you super put... easy. Oh yeah, it, it goes on
1: like each side goes on
0: in under a minute. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It just screws which, in, it's like figure tight. For um, any of the, any of the other strap systems I've used. You need like specialty tools. I've had. I mean, I guess like I don't know if you'd call a socket wrench or like a crescent wrench or something a specialty tool. Yeah. But it's definitely like I have a screwdriver in my in my guitar toolkit. I don't have a wrench. You don't need any tools with this. It's just finger well, tight. For the, I'm saying if I wanted to go and oh, you like put these buttons on do, in your car I could after be like, you buy this. Yeah, I could be like, ah, oh, you know what? Um, I'm I just gotta... gonna go straight from. From the store to a gig, but I want to use these tonight. Like, I have the tools in my kit. I have a screwdriver on my keychain that I could use to install this. There you go. Perfect.
1: Something I was going to say. I had, like, I think the Dunlop or something like that. Some earlier version of strap blocks and i hated yeah. them because they were so bulky and the part that stuck out that you like press the button to release it is so big it was like a chess piece sticking out of yeah like, guitar and, strap. and i mean
0: that's another uh another thing that they mentioned is and you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about it is they're a really low profile design so really it doesn't sleek. feel like it's sticking out super far off of off of the guitar yeah it's a really sleek design. This is I mean, really cool, and this I mean, is a, this is another product uh, from Diderio. The other one being the Auto Lock, that is a Ned Steinberger design.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So you uh, mentioned that last time. Yeah.
0: So it's really cool. Uh, I'm glad glad we got Shopping these in stuff. to check out. I'm definitely already trying to figure out. I think I might throw these on my uh, on my Eastwood base actually.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I've got a strap, I my checkered strap that I love, mm-hmm. and the whole thing's
0: wearing apart. The, well it's, Wearing
1: apart? It's like apart? 15 years old, and the holes yeah. are like loose, like a wizard's sleeve. You're right. <laughs> right and it's like any guitar that I'm wearing with it is basically just hanging there. And if I like shift it around too much, the straps going to pop off. So this, yeah. this is going to st- like basically save that strap because they don't make that strap anymore with that exact fabric. It's a levee strap, I think. And they switched to like a cheaper fabric. I always mm. check them out at like Nam and trade shows and stuff. I'm like, ah, they still don't have it the way it was. Right. So I'm looking forward to saving that strap with these things. Um, but then I got to decide which guitar is going to go on all the time. Don't I? Cause it has to have the, uh, the strap buttons i'll figure yeah. it out i'll figure it out no big deal
0: maybe there's some i don't know there's probably some other strap button maybe i just was because i was doing it vertically I, uh, who knows well i'll figure go it out i'll we'll, we'll report in next uh, time we google cover it. just google this uh, DaDario. you know, actually don't google it just go to daddario.com click on accessories it's right there uh under uh i believe strap lock solutions just go check it out there yeah. will be a direct link in the show description Whether you're on YouTube or on the podcast, it'll be there. Yeah. Because I make sure it happens. My job. (laughs) Steve
1: takes care of the links. He's the Link Master. Yeah. Is that a character from Game of Thrones? The Link Master? No,
0: it's a character from the knockoff of Ghostbusters.
1: (laughs) 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 What's what's the other component of that? There's the Link Master and the... The cuff keeper. The cuff
0: keeper. No, the, It's it would be the link master and uh, the groundskeeper. Instead of the, the, instead of the gatekeeper, it'd be like the fence, the fence mender, <laughs> fence mender. <laughs> this is like such a like low budget knockoff. Of ghost yeah, go- it's ghostbusters uh, it's not way. Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters.
1: Ghostbusters?
0: <laughs> All right, this uh, this topic was sent in by David- I ain't a scared of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> this topic was sent by uh, David Rockoff. He says, pedal companies are making increasingly complex slash colorful graphics on their pedals at the expense of readability slash usability. I like the new Matthews effects stuff you reviewed, but damn, I can't read any of the text on them. It's like a headache-inducing optical illusion. We've got two of them right here. I don't... Know. He's got a normal typeface on yeah. these.
1: I, th- I think that's just a, I the think graphic there's is a, busy. I think there's
0: a lot going on on the graphic, and I, I personally think it looks great because of that yeah but i can see how for like you know it's a it's a full face graphic design you know yeah i i like this design some people like jhs the JHS design. Some people like this and hate J. They think it. Yeah. Actually, I've seen all, all, I think a lot we, of places. People are like, "Oh, JHS is so cheap; they can't even bother to handle hire a graphic designer."
1: But they have a. They have their yeah, style. It's a style.
0: In. I think it's. I think it's great. But they have an yeah, iconic thing going on there. Uh,
1: something I want to point out before I get into my critique yeah. of the graphics and labeling on the Matthews effects. One of my favorite things on the new versions is there's a full description of all the controls, and everything the pedal does on the bottom.
0: Oh, no way! So,
1: like, what I'm gonna get into now is, like, yeah, on the face of this, like because it's a multi-effect sort of concept with the massive matthews effects like the knobs are named like super like esoteric <laughs> things. so crazy like you've got mass glow travel what do yeah. those even do like if you forget what the pedal does on various settings you're like what does glow do again like i'm super lost right but if you need to relearn the pedal in a hurry like the fold instructions are on the back of these things mm-hmm. it's such a brilliant little detail that he came up with for these i know like if if you're, like, a full Velcro person, like, it doesn't matter anymore. But I do the little strips. And I've I decided, yeah,
0: I've decided, like, full Velcro people... Need to take a hike. Need to... I don't know. Need to get lost. Yeah. The, the thing, so that... Is that, like, the level of rudeness you were going to go for, Steve? No, I just, uh... I was going to say that there might be psychopaths.
1: Yeah. Like if you have to bust out a kitchen spatula to get your pedal off your board, like what are you even doing? I
0: think it depends on what grade Velcro you use. Because with industrial Velcro, it's like that. If you get like cheap Velcro, like I have cheaper – some pedals with cheaper Velcro and it takes a piece the entire size to hold it in place. I don't know. I use this stuff as like, I can cut a strip literally half an inch yeah. wide and it's and
1: more than enough anyway, if vel- I put two of them on Velcro there.
0: aside, I do agree with, the, with this other guy, Rick, who's not Rick Matthews, a different Rick, who says, I feel the same with super shiny chrome style pedals. I yeah. can never see the text. Uh, whether it's, usually chrome pedals either have black text or they have white text, but either way, um, as soon as you get in a room with a little too much, like with a r- light hitting it from the right angle, you can't. Yeah what's going on? Totally. Anymore. It just
1: disappears. Like any sort of print on Chrome is just like good luck. You're not going to see anything.
0: My favorite thing on here is uh where they mention Caroline effects. and say if I wanted to read hieroglyphics, I'd go to a museum. I every time I sit down with a Caroline pedal, first yeah. of all I'm like
1: this is a sweet Caroline. Bump bump. You're not going to be with it on me. <laughs> But like I do have to sit there and twist the knobs and like use my ears and my brain to like decipher right. like what does this do? I feel like that's kind of the fun of it. It's and like they're, thi- they're which, always like four knob pedals.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where once if you own like two of them, like that system transfers. So, but like yeah, Orange like,
1: amps does the same thing. Who? Orange amps? Oh yeah. Like they have bizarre symbols for for their different knobs and it's like what is but this supposed to mean? they also have the names of Don't it, rip it out of the
0: wall, Steve. On, on yours it has the names of what each one of those On oh, that are. one it does if you look do at the, some, uh, do the other amps don't. Yeah, they will just okay. be the symbol. But I think they made that
1: the the micro terror to be for, more like for accessible entry level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a great I, don't know. I need to I do like, more with that thing. I like the uh I like the Caroline ones. It took it did take me a bit to to figure it out but like now Again, like, if you have multiple pedals from Caroline, it is it is consistent pedal to pedal. Right, right. What each one of those functions does. So yeah. But then, like uh, I said,
1: it's not like it's, like, a Chase Bliss pedal where there's, you know, a dozen knobs and a billion switches. It's, yeah. they are usually four knobs and then, like, a couple, like, three-way switches. What's actually there. funny
0: uh, in like, the, in the figure case out of, like, like the chase, what each one does. The Chase Bliss pedals is they have a lot of, like, the modulation knob where you're selecting, like, the different wave shapes. Yeah, yeah. And even with that, I'm, like, I look at it and I'm, like... I'm like, I know what that means, but I'm trying to like translate it in my head. Like, what is this actually going to do to my signal? Yeah. No,
1: like once you, f- I mean, it's the same sort of thing. Once you figure out the Chase Bliss, like control set and visual language, like yeah. you just think that way from now on. And that's like right. how you build like signal paths in your head. Uh, but like when you, f- when I first sat down with the first Chase Bliss pedal that we got, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what do I do?" There's so much to, to like learn here. This is yeah. ridiculous. Um, I mean, is is there any other company out there
0: that has like confusing um, controls or confusing on graphics? The Get Offset podcast two or three weeks ago, they had the guy on from. We gotta book, start charging Charm- them for I know for, for name drops from uh, Bookworm Effects. Uh, which I first. Yes, fir- that's definitely a thing we do. We charge money for name um, drops.
1: Send us fifty bucks, we'll name drop you.
0: I'm inventing that right now. I've offered to do that before. Like literally, it'd be like, oh, you want a personal message sent out? Like, we'll do se- it. Send us fifty bucks and like I I don't know, hundred char- two hundred characters. I don't know. <laughs>
1: two hundred characters. Two hundred
0: characters is pretty long. No, I mean, maybe it's think, like a thousand, five hundred characters. I don't think there's even like you
1: know like two dozen characters on the Muppets. You want to do two hundred? steve didn't like that bad dad so joke. anyway
0: um they they the bookworm effects has a pedal i think called the seth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every knob is just labeled seth <laughs> and i think it's a fuzz and i guess it's an in joke from like some tv show or like some i think or a book i think it's a in joke from a book oh you pull out the binford yeah yeah. What are, what are the controls on there? There's Brad, Randy,
1: Mark, Grunt, Moore, and Power. Like, every time I sit down with a Benford, I do have to, like, sit and think and try to remember what everything right. does. <laughs> but that's kind of the fun of it, you know? Right. Right. There's my Velcro style on the back. I don't know if you can see that. Just, just two pro- strips. I'm sure you can see it. Just, just two, two strips. strips.
0: That's a great pedal, too. Yeah. Do you have any other pedals that have, like, Controls that you're just you have to <sighs> think about a little too hard. Man, I don't know. Like once you spend time with them, you learn them. It's not
2: that big of a deal, right?
0: But I'm saying, like, you have so many. Like, if I was like, "Oh, what's this thing do?" You'd have to think about it because it's not something you play. You pull down often enough. Nah, I got them all wired. All right. I got it all figured all out. Right. I mean. I
1: don't it's not that big of a deal, guys. Like, I'm I'm more in the camp of, like, yeah, put some crazy art on there. Make it look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, make it look mysterious. But then also I can appreciate, like, a classic, you know, Proco Rat. Or, like, a classic, like, boss design. It's oh, like, d- just, like, here is the information organized in small boxes. Right. And you can read it from across the room. I can appreciate that, well, too. Well, and even,
0: you know, you think about it that way, like, because the the one thing the original poster on this uh, says too is how he uh, you know he's already he says like I'm already thinking about everything else I need to do at a gig like I don't want to have to like think about like wait what does this knob do again sure. but we and some of it is like some of it is intuitive but then you think about just get one of like, those little label makers um, you know traditionally with with most drives. um tone was it tone clockwise yeah is brighter and tone there's that the other way tone i forget tone, I'm clockwise, it tone up.
1: clockwise is usually brighter is usually clockwise is usually darker yeah
0: but then you mentioned the rat and on the rat it's the opposite yeah yeah so it's like it's counterintuitive so it's like as soon as you get to a pedal that's a rat style pedal that's already something you have to think about because usually it doesn't even doesn't even say tone it says filter right And it is a filter, but it's like why does it go backwards? Proco,
1: I mentioned this before. Proco is such a weird company. They make they make one pedal. They make the rat in a few variations of it. Yeah. They never once were like, hey, let's make a friggin' overdrive. Let's make a fuzz. Let's make even like a tuner or something like that. They only make the rat. And then they make DI boxes. They make
0: an overdrive. It's called the rat the rat with the gain turned down. If they make a fuzz, it's called the rat with the gain all the way up. They don't they they are sooner
1: to jump into squeezing a rat into, <laughs> into a an instrument cable <laughs> than to explore any other style of circuit in a pedal. What is going hey, on over at Proco? If Co? it works, it works. Like, are they afraid that like they won't be able to follow up the rat or something like that. Cause they've made like variations of the rat. That's like, okay, this isn't fantastic. Oh, cool. The brat. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, the you dirty rat. Okay, cool. Like cool joke guys. But like if Proco came out with like, like a transparent overdrive, like their version of like a tube screamer or something like that, people would be all over it. They're like, I got to check out this Proco pedal.
0: They probably just have one guy who every once in a while comes back to the circuit and is like, what happens if I do this? Oh cool. Now I've got a rat with this other sound. Let's make that and they call it something else. It feels like that. otherwise nobody there is actually like tweaking on the like nobody's actively designing pedals it
1: feels like they don't even care like oh these things still sell i oh, man i just, like we really just prefer to make di boxes yeah why reinvent the wheel it's like like everyone is making rat clones these days you'd think they'd come out with like oh like a like a 40th anniversary or something like that a- ibanez style right you know right. every now and then, like, they like
0: they did do it i thought they, they did, did d-
1: like the white rat and they i thought do, they
0: did yeah they've done some reissues
1: but it feels like this like they don't really lean into it. Like I don't know. It feels like Proco doesn't care about their own product. That well, is like their just, only
0: product that they don't do. A people ton like of, us buy. I don't feel like they do a ton of marketing in general. Why, why isn't there a Proco Mini Rat in like a like a modern like smaller case?
1: Why don't they mix up the case design or something like that? You what know? if
0: they did a smaller case but still the bent steel style? Right, case. just made it more just narrow. Small. Small, I
1: mean, they changed the case design once from the giant box down to the, what it is the current, yeah. But box.
0: again, like that's going to require somebody to go in and take the entire circuit and S and like SMT it, like they're gonna have to redesign that. Like, that's, that's what I'm redesign. saying, they
1: don't care enough about their own exactly. to do anything with
0: it. <laughs> Maybe they just care
1: more about other stuff. I'd love it if we could get a sponsorship from Proco because every week it'd just be like, check yeah. out the rat. <laughs> have you heard of the rat pedal? Go check it out. <laughs> While you're there, get a DI box. <laughs> get a get a rat and a cable. It's inside a cable for some reason. You, you think they don't wanna they don't wanna spend the time to re- reverse engineer the rat to fit into a smaller box. But they went and shoved it in a
0: cable, Steve.
1: <laughs> they jammed a rat pedal into a cable. I mean
0: I guess, yeah okay okay <laughs> all right this ad was sent in by Stephen reynolds uh this is a coleman telecaster 2012 roasted blonde it's on, uh, on reverb it's a thousand dollars it says one of a kind custom built telecaster has a natural finish with a blonde back and white binding maple neck Polonia. oh wow i did not read that earlier polonial body strong durable and lightweight Lin- lindy lindy aren't these lindy Frailin pickups, hybrid jazz on the neck, and 10% overwound single claw in the bridge. Looking for trade with another guitar and part cash. What's the title on this? $7,000. The title is Backward Telecaster. Backwards. That's right. Um, Do you think this was done on accident? The pick guard? (laughs) No, you can't do that on accident. I'm saying like all of the holes for the proper orientation are still there. It's not actually screwed in anywhere that would not be covered if the pit guard was put on properly. Do you see what no, I'm this saying? Is, no, this is done intentionally. No, I know it's done intentionally, but do you see, do you understand what I'm saying? The entire upper upper horn is not screwed in. This is a completely oh. reverse. Like if you reverse this, it would cover up the hole. All of the all of the currently it's not even screwed, screwed in down here.
1: By the volume yeah room.
0: yeah there's only because the three pick, The freaking pit guard covers the the control plate if you screw it in you'll crack the pit guard yeah <laughs> oh my gosh! what is why did they do this i don't know drunk I mean,
1: part of part of me admires this and i kind of really like the look and I'd like to see it done intentionally. Uh, did, did we describe what we're looking at here for the
0: listeners of the, of the podcast? Part um, of this? Yeah, it's a natural finish telecaster with a blonde back and white binding. Yeah, but we didn't describe the part where there's the pick guard on a telecaster
1: that's flipped over so that the yeah. lower horn part so is, is, is on like the upper a, horn. Th- what,
0: a three-ply, a three-ply or two-ply bind? I think it's maybe two-ply, yeah. um, which is interesting in itself. Uh pick guard... Maybe it is. it might be black white black. I don't think actually. they got
1: a left-handed
0: pickguard. I think they just flipped the right no, no, one over. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a black white black. Yeah. Or maybe it's a white black, uh but it's flipped and it's just upside down. Yeah, like you can see um uh, you can see on the one of the pictures that the one that one side of the pickguard is beveled. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see the you beveling. You see the little
1: edge of it. But like the the problem you get with this even though I really like the way it looks on the upper horn uh-huh. is that the, Oh the,
0: my gosh. It's t- a pearloid pig guard.
2: No way. Look
0: at that. That's, <laughs> that's pearl. That's freaking mother of toilet seat. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> you
1: can see it from the backside photo. So it's, it's but like that. We can see it because this little edge that's usually on the top horn sticks over the, what the, the lower horn cutaway. Like if, if they took this, this shape and cut that away so it went with the flow of the lower horn cutaway and then fixed that little edge where it collides with the control cavity. Basically cut a custom pick that did the same thing but fixed some of the issues and pulled out that, you know, that little cut that's for the control panel that's on the upper part of the guitar now. Like I would like this look. It's got that kind of like big Spie, you know, like vintage guitar kind of look. Kind of like the swirly like pick guard I know you're
0: trying to pull Up a picture of like the uh, the, the fender basses. No no,
1: no, 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 like it kind of has that. I know what
0: you're saying. I looked at that earlier. Um, what I was more interested in is the fact that this is he says that this is a Paulonia body, which I didn't read that in the description before. Um, he clearly didn't cut this body. What is this? What he is this? He repurposed this body from another guitar. No, he didn't. He bought this body. Okay, he bought the body and then repurposed it from. Whatever, but at um, some point I think this was a Fender body, wasn't it? Does no. he say there was a Warmoth or something? No, like that? it's Paulonia. the The first company, at least that I was aware of, that was putting Paulonia bodies on the market was Guitar Fetish. Oh, this body as a material you can get. There's one. There's some from Eden Guitars for like seventy one ninety nine. Uh, there's um, some from. Uh, super tone. I don't know, but if you look at g- guitar fetish, you can get a polonia body from guitar fetish for 50 freaking bucks. Because Paulownia- you can tell that it was a, like a translucent
1: uh, white finish from the back of the guitar. Does guitar fetish carry that color?
0: So I think the, this guy either did it himself or got somebody else to do uh, the blonde finish on the back. No, I don't think so. The reason that I'm saying that is because of that heel, man. That's a custom um, heel. Yeah, maybe you're right. He, Yeah, he, because you can see the little screw hole from where
1: the regular, like, fender style yeah. uh, neck plate would be. And then he doweled it after he rounded it out for this more, like, you know, ergonomically I access mean, like, friendly, you know, style neck plate here.
0: So, yeah, he must have,
1: but then why would he only do the sides and not the top? I, th- I, what do think you mean
0: the sides and not the top?
1: He didn't do the top of the guitar in because that that's
0: the look he's going for, that's what creates that white binding look. Is he just paints uh, the the yes. front, the top, and sides? I don't know. My suspicion was that he, he stripped the top
1: and left the back and the sides. Like, there's so much about this guitar that had to be tweaked. Like, you can see that he doweled the, yeah. the string through holes there because he had to move the bridge. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe he did paint the headstock before relicking it. This started as something else. It started as
0: either kit parts or a different guitar that he did things to. So I'm actually looking at this company, Coleman Custom Guitars, their website right now. Um, They do a lot of kind of typical things. I'm trying to figure out if there's any other bodies that are this wacky on here. Um, It does seem like like he does use some, some, uh, um, we haven't even looked at the price. Yet. Some what higher, he, want he wants a thousand dollars.
1: Oh God. Is all this stuff that expensive?
0: I'm looking through it now cause I'm looking for anything else. Cause it says some of these, the necks are made by like music craft or all parts. So you kind of do have prices up and down. He does do a, a, uh, he calls it a true T bass, So it's a telly bass on like an actual telly body. He does some like pretty weird stuff on here. um, And so all of this to say like, who knows this could be like a fantastic playing guitar. It's just a really like weird setup of things. And it just looks so parts yeah. to
1: me. It doesn't look like if I'm going to pay $1,000 to someone for a guitar, I wanted them to make the body at least. Right. Like if, they could, if they get the neck, from someone else. Like that's fine. But I want them to at least like have their ducks in a row with the body and not have it seem like it's just a bunch of parts that were doweled and refinished, you know? Yeah.
0: And that's the thing that's weird about this. It looks like on other things in here. And this, I guess relates to a topic we got asked a lot. Oh, say, so Polonia, he calls it Empress in other, um, in, on other parts, which I guess sounds better. I've never heard Polonia referred to as Empress. Um, but it just does. It does make me think. Like it's not like he's obviously this body was pre-drilled, yeah, and then he filled it in. Um, so it's not like uh, this was like a brand new thing. No, he he's is re- using like good pickups. Like they're Lindy Fraylands. Like those are good pickups. The bot, the the bridge. I can't tell what the bridge is. Joe th- Joe Bart. Are these? I don't know. I can't read this maybe a Joe Barden bridge which is a, is like a nicer bridge so it's like he's repurposing the body who knows where he gets it from and the, the it could big, be anything like it, it's a multi-piece body
1: yeah. it's not like it's a a premium you know well and the bi- the big thing with Polonia is it's ultra lightweight like right. that's that is well i can tell you things about it Polonia, but it's from like a surfboard perspective right right, <laughs> right. uh Paulownia, like you said it's lightweight it's a balsa alternative uh the tree grows really fast and so it's kind of a sustainable thing yeah um um i watched like a whole thing about this guy who who makes surfboards out of oh, it yeah? in australia and basically he like he plants a tree on his property like a couple times a year and within like a few years it's big enough for him to make a surfboard out of. Huh. So it's like he makes a surfboard, he plants a tree. He makes a surfboard, he plants a tree sort of deal.
0: That's um, kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's, it's naturally water resistant. Like it's got like an oil in it that right. makes it so it won't rot if like water gets through the finish that you put on it. So those are the things I know about Polonia and I know that they
0: are using it in guitars now. Um, so the other thing I can't I could not tell on this is whether or not this is the um the shop selling it or if this is like somebody like bought this and is now trying to resell it. There's
1: just so many parts of it that look so sketched to me, I can't I can't justify anyone spending a thousand bucks on this. Like even the relic right. looks, looks cheap and bad on it. Like the, oh, like like the neckwear, like this cracking on the back and stuff. Like, I see what they were looking for, but it doesn't what they're going for. It doesn't the cracking look, on the back
0: is a little, the, the, a little much.
1: The checking on the edges of the back looks like someone rubbed a rock on it. Like, yeah, not, not any kind of natural relic at all. Here, it's just there's so many like things that catch my eye wrong with this guitar. I mean, we obviously picked this ad because the pit guard was backwards. But there's so many other problems. Like the pit guard, you can flip it around.
0: I actually just found this guitar on uh, the on the gallery of the website, I think. Oh, yeah? But does it have the pit guard the right way? Yeah, it does have the pit guard the right Let way. Let me see it. Um, I wonder if they did that just to
1: get like attention so people would stop and look at it.
0: I'm pretty sure that's it. With the pit guard in the right way I mean, direction. it looks
1: better with the black forward. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that moto on there. Yeah. It makes it look even cheaper.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. It makes it look like a J Terser. You know. Yeah, I think the black kind of gives it an homage to like a butterscotch. Yeah, totally. So Man, anyway. I got bad feelings about this guitar.
1: What's what's the max that you would pay for this?
0: I don't know. So the thing is is like I just and don't, in this in this scenario, you want this guitar. I just don't know anything about this company. It looks good. It looks kind of interesting, but given what I'm seeing, I'm thinking like I don't think I could go bigger than like 400 on this i mean I, if if i went to this person's shop or i encountered this in person
1: and it's like it looks like parts guitar like yeah it has good parts in it and even though there's these like bits that are doweled and the the finish like the uh, the the relicking is weird and stuff like that but I pick it up, and it plays really good. This person knows how to fret a guitar. This person knows right. how to set up a guitar. The, the, well,
0: he doesn't have to fret the guitar or fret the neck because it's a freaking USACG or whatever. Right, Nick. right. But it's I'm saying, like, they it.
1: did the fit and finishing to make it feel like a really nice player. Then it's like, I could maybe justify spending, like, 600 bucks on it if I wanted this guitar, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Just looking at the details in pictures, like I'm not getting the impression that it's worth that. Like, right? It just looks too sketch in so many ways. All right, uh, do you want to do another sponsorship? Well, why would you... you
0: pay for this? Like, just if just, you saw
1: this on Craigslist, if I saw it on Craigslist, yeah, i i'd be I'd be upset if it was over 450 on Craigslist because yeah. I'd just be like, oh, that's someone's parts guitar out of the sure. garage, you know? No, I and think that's and fair. yeah, it's got Lindy Fralins in this, it. And this it, is uh... and they would have to tell me like the exact
0: like build of the neck like who made this neck you know yeah. this store is called Paul Paul's Boutique so that's fun it's a little Beastie Boys reference in there I mm-hmm. hope um, but yeah, he's just named Paul and he's got a maybe it. let's uh, hit this next sponsor spot who are we doing we're doing Chase Bliss Audio Chase Bliss which we did not grab ahead of time get some pedals down here Steve
1: <laughs> I mean we already talked about them having a bunch of knobs on their pedals
0: I'll just get this red knob guy
1: oh a chrome one like we were mentioning how it's <laughs> yeah, hard to read chrome, chrome. chrome. <laughs>
0: chase bliss audio uh if you want options if you you know we always talk about the options but they sound freaking fantastic
1: yeah that's a you know it's a tonal dream control listen to that what are the what do the switches sound like steve what are the buttons sound like? they don't click at all yeah these are pretty soft switches this is the tonal recall that we're holding here that is a pretty soft switch crap ton of options in this chase bliss pedal in all chase bliss pedals but beyond that, like you, you, even if you just dial this thing in to be a run of the mill, like very standard settings, analog delay, it's a killer analog delay. Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. Like it's on my no sell list yeah. for sure. Like this thing just sounds good. It sounds what you want an analog to sound, analog delay to sound like. I got the red knob mod done to this one, which uh, extends the time on it. It makes right. the repeats longer. It uh, gives you more to play around with there. I recommend it. I really like the Red Knob mod. If you don't need long delay times like me, then, you know, stick to the Blue Knob. It's a great pedal. The Tonal Recall
0: is a great pedal. Yeah. And this is just one of a bunch of pedals they have.
1: Buy two. Uh, Go head
0: over to ChaseBlissAudio.com to see more of them. Yeah. Uh, This episode is also sponsored by Squatch Design Company. They just released another batch of uh, these fine... Pedal boards, yeah. Which the ones that you buy for them don't have this green crap on it. Ryan did that, yeah. Good job, Ryan. I use this like sketchy, like double stick stuff. To he put... was using that slime stuff that all the kids are all about right now. <laughs> no, I use this double stick stuff for because I use this board
1: for like the pedal boarding videos that I did, and I used it to uh, like frame uh, to put together like a quick pedal board that's off camera. Right when I'm demoing a pedal mm-hmm. and I need to have like a tuner. You know, like uh, my AB box, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, a volume pedal to interact with the pedal that I'm demoing. It's just so convenient to have a little, like, tray of a board around to throw yeah. things together on. And I use that sticky stuff, and it's tinted the finish green for some stupid reason because I shouldn't have been using, you know, cheap crap I got off of Amazon on this. I've been thinking about getting, like, some some clear, like, dual lock to put is on that there. a thing
0: that they said? Oh, yeah. du,
1: clear dual lock. Yeah. And yeah, then that will, that. that will cover that up, and I can gig around with this if I want to. But yeah, they make these squash boards. They've partnered with a, a wood shop. Uh, sinusoid has, because this is a division of right. sinusoid. And they're just like, here's the design. As you get kind of like pretty-looking scrap wood that goes in your scrap pile and mm-hmm. fits the design, make these boards, and we'll sell them. It's a sort of situation where you're not going to get screwed over by you know kickstarter or like right. ordering something that's out of stock and it never comes back in stock they only sell stuff as it's in stock
0: I don't know if any of that's actually accurate anymore Oh really? Yeah because I know Dan Dolan from Dolan Custom Shop is making all of I the, at least was making some if not all of the current batch But this still the, the
1: But the principle
0: the, is the, same. the principle of the
1: business model is still the same yeah. it's
0: like if you
1: order one you're ordering that exact one that you see on their site Exactly and it's going to ship to you ASAP. You don't have to wait for someone to build it. Yeah. You don't have to wait for build times and deal with deposits or anything like that. You're buying a product that exists and it shows up at your door. Yep. And it's the exact product that you saw
0: photographed. Wow. <laughs> cool. Go head over to uh, squatchdesign.com to learn more. Yeah. Check they also make other products. stuff. Check yeah. out everything they make. All right. Uh, this topic was sent by Sam Miller. He says, what kinds of things should slash shouldn't be covered by manufacturer warranty? Well,
1: I think the easy way to to get into this
0: is Do you, th- def- Do you think throwing a guitar off of a bridge should be covered under manufacturer warranty? No. Okay.
1: Unless what about out Something of s- about the g- g- guitar caused it to throw itself over the bridge. What
0: about uh yeah, being owned by you? <laughs>
1: uh what about being uh struck as if it was a piñata? Should that be covered under warranty? I mean, maybe. What if it was used uh, as a like a
0: pitching target for baseballs? That's what they're for, right? <laughs> what if uh, what if it was like thrown at a child's play structure? <laughs> what if it was thrown? at... are talking
1: out- about this, We're mentioning all the things that we did uh, to the Epiphone SL. Yeah, but we're not. Um, you know, this covers. You know, not just guitars. It covers pedals, amps. That's true. That's cables. true. Cables. I mean, we've got sinusoid cables here. They got a lifetime warranty. hundred. No, years you have a hundred year warranty. Hundred year. It's I'm longer live, than lifetime. I'm not going to live that long, guys. <laughs> Sorry to get morbid, but I'm going to die way before these cables ever. Probably next week. Who knows? Hopefully, this episode. I'm doing haves. a lot of. I'm doing a lot of flying soon. Anything could happen. Eee. Yeah. Dark, right? um So, yeah, anyways, like I think the easiest way to tackle this starting off is like covering what should be covered by warranties. Like, what's the base level that you expect
0: a warranty to cover? I think with any product that at least the product when purchased new should work. Yes. I realize that setting the bar super low is a base level to start at. um, But I think, you know, um, everything should be functionally tight. Mm. Um, you know, so I guess like, you mean like fit and finish? Like if we're talking yeah.
1: about it, talking about it, like a guitar, like the binding should like be on point and you know, like there shouldn't be gaps anywhere in the craftsmanship or anything like that. Right. Like. Like you shouldn't see like the,
0: the routing for the pickup I mean, th- underneath, some, like some, the pickup ring. Some of ring. these things are like things that are like simple fixes. So maybe like if it's a hassle to like get it covered under warranty I'm not sure. necessarily going to deal with it, but like just you know, all the screws should be at an appropriate level of being screwed in.
1: Yeah, like if you got a guitar and like the screw was coming in, goes going on, going in diagonally. Yeah. Like, they didn't screw it in straight up and now down. I guess,
0: like, maybe that's not even, like, a warranty issue. That's just a, what what is yeah, going on here? like, this sort of stuff, Because like, I almost... With, like, an issue like that, it's almost like, would you even want the manufacturer to cover that under warranty? Like, if they couldn't do something that simple, yeah. right, the first time. So, I guess maybe I would think things that are more outside of the realm of normal wear and tear. So, in the case of of, like, a pedal... Like say you get you get a pedal and
1: uh, you plug it in at 18 volt and it catches on fire. Should yeah, that be I don't, covered under I don't 14? think that should
0: be covered because that's you, you think that's too much user error. I think that's fully user error. I think a lot of companies will cover that to an extent, and I think maybe I would say it depends on how much damage it does. So if you pay if you right. plug into 18 volt and it blows a protection diode and it doesn't work, then as a manufacturer, maybe I cover that under like. A, a limited warranty situation where it's like, okay, we're going to fix this for you. We're just only going to charge you the bench fee. We're okay. not going to charge bench you fee. anything else, which isn't like, that's why I mean like, it's a, like a limited warranty. Right, right. It's like more
1: like insurance, like an insurance situation. Did I ever tell me about the time I tried to cash in the warranty on my Digitech jam, man. No. So like did the, it die? one of the switches was going bad on it okay. and I couldn't like get it to function because the switch was like important. It's like a push button, like soft button, like rubber switch. Uh And so I looked up their warranty and their repair info and they're like, oh, here's the repair shop to send stuff to in San Diego. And I took it over there and I left it and I didn't hear anything for weeks. So I called them and they didn't answer. I left a message and I called them like once a week for a month and finally someone picked up and I was like, are you still working on my looper? And they're like, oh yeah, we couldn't find the problem. I was like, oh, you've had it for like two months already. I told you exactly what the problem is and how to find it. Like you have to get into this mode and then like try to press the switch and it doesn't work and you have to like jiggle around and just want that switch to get fixed. And so then they're like, Okay, we'll look at it again. A month later I call them and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we fixed it. Come get it. And then I show up. I the whole time I was assuming like this is covered under warranty, like right. Digitech is gonna cover this or whatever. And they charged me like 150 bucks for Jeez, work.
2: <laughs> for
0: a switch replacement? Yeah.
1: I wish That's if I had known it was gonna be that expensive, I would just want to
0: bought like another did, one off you, the used market. So were you just not like And oh, that thing what? is broken again. You weren't just like, oh, this isn't a warranty repair? I don't remember what I did. I think, I think at that point I was just happy to get it back. I think most switches I, think, I feel like
1: I should have been able to put that in a box and ship it to the Digitech, and they should have fixed it and sent yeah. it back. I mean, I you, have Switch, exper- Switch you have that experience. Australia. You have that experience with Proco. Going yeah, Proco. I mean, we
0: talked about Proco before. I will say, like, I got that wrap from them. I literally, I emailed them and I said, "Hey, I have this pedal. Um, I basically found it. It this this function, this function, this function. They don't work." Um. What is it gonna to take to get it fixed? And they were just like, Oh, just send it. Like pay for shipping I think both I think I paid for shipping only one way. Yeah. I've got to um, do
1: that with the broken rat that I have.
0: And uh and they what's broken on yours? The the power jack. Oh uh, just replace it yeah i don't want to deal just with it. put a real power jack on it <laughs> well the thing is all like it's all like rotted out oh, and yeah. all messed up. Um, it's all
1: messed up trust me guys
0: it's yeah. all messed up no I, you know mine later the switch the switch like parts of the pcb did start rotting on mine and and uh <laughs> oh that's a real thing i just said that yeah. like no that's a real thing the pcb uh, rotted um pcb well, because it's plastic Like it can like kind of, it gets brittle and then, what were you going to get to? So anyway, the point is, is, uh, they were like, oh yeah, we'll just, it's not under warranty, but like, we want people to be using our stuff. So we'll just fix it. And, uh, so I sent it to them and then, and then after a month I emailed them and was like, uh Hey guys, what's going on with this? And they go, oh shoot. We put in the repair pile and forgot about it. Um, uh, let we'll get it to you like right away. So, like, super apologetic. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, you guys are fixing like a tw- like a I don't know a fifteen year old pedal for, yeah. for on your dime. Uh, uh, no need to apologize. I think
1: most builders these days would be like, oh, just send them a
0: new one. It's going to cost right. us, It's going to cost us fifty dollars well,
1: in labor to fix this, for, and it's an eighty dollars pedal. It's
0: worth like, and this was a fifteen year old. Or whatever rat, yeah. Too like this was they weren't pr- making that rat version a rat of a rat as, rat anymore. A rat as well, yeah. Rat two. Oh no, well it's a rat two also.
1: Yeah, it's all a rat two as well. Yeah,
0: it's uh, a rat two too. Yeah, rat two too. Uh, so so that was really cool. It wasn't because they don't have a lifetime warranty on those, and uh I think if you were looking at it from a not lifetime warranty, I think things like switches should probably be covered on like at least a. Like two or three year warranty. Because your typical like three PDT switch, your your mechanical yeah. true bypass switch is supposed to be good for like ten thousand stomps. So I mean, I don't know how long do you think it takes to rack up ten thousand stomps on something? I, I mean I've never really thought I've, about it. I've recently like had to retire my Ditto looper. Every time I oh, do, yeah, I saw you broke that,
1: yeah, and it's like broken to the point where it makes a loud thud when I engage the loop now, which like is not working That's with weird my workflow at all, yeah. Um, but when I do a demo, I probably click that thing a hundred times.
0: Does that have a per demo? Does that have one of these like smooth? yeah but it's like it's
1: their proprietary design i had trouble with that word jeez Uh, (laughs) like you can't just like pull it out and throw another switch in there like yeah it's bananas when you open up one of those things and see what the switch actually is (laughs) because it's not a single piece it's like there's a switch that's on the top of the case and then it actually has a little like like stick with a finger on the end that like plunges down and presses the actual switch that's on the PCB. So like you'd have to replace the switch on the PCB and the switch that's floating above it with the finger on the stick
0: that nudges the man into the bathtub. I mean, depending on how that is all put together, like it's not worth it, what that switch is on the bottom, because that's the same way boss pedals are. It's the same way those ibis pedals are.
1: No, I'm telling you, dude, it's not replaceable. Is that pedal in
0: here? It is. Let's I it don't up, have Let's it take it all, apart. I'll I'll apart. Have,
1: no, we're not going to do stay that it right apart now. Right now, you, we'll do it in between episodes, Steve. Um, Actually, I don't know if I have the tool to take it apart because there oh, that, that triangle screw. Oh, oh, so it's not look something it, you can see in on the break, Look up, a, look up, look it up on your phone. Like, all right.
0: All ditto, right. mini, you know. Gut shots. Um, so anyway, um, switches. I think you know there's a limit, but I would say like probably two two years.
1: I think what what I've done to the ditto Looper is should not be covered under warranty because I have abused that thing, and I'm not the first owner on it. I bought it used, right? And I've I've right. definitely like put that thing through through more than ten thousand. Well, again, like I think that that's switch.
0: I think that's a matter of you know you you can if you don't have a lifetime warranty then. You know, whatever. And, and at the same time, like for who's, who makes that, I should know this, the TC, right? Yeah. So for TC, like it is probably, it's more beneficial probably for them to do the work and get a good story from you that goes on the gear page or whatever about how you had this dill looper and you like, we're using it for all of these demos and it failed and they replaced it like whatever whatever like that's a good story that story probably sells two units and that's worth the price of the repair plus they're probably going to charge you for the repair they might not charge you very much they're gonna charge you obviously less than the value of the pedal i bought that thing used for 35 bucks i'm not saying you should get these things done i'm just
1: saying like from a a company perspective I don't know, but that's, like, you're talking about the unique situation of them dealing with me and right. us. Like they, no,
0: I for think... For, like, a normal user, they shouldn't have to... I think even for the normal that. user, they're like, oh, yeah, I use this stuff in my bedroom all the time. Like the, Because companies want those stories out sure, there. Sure,
1: sure. They want people to know, like, if it breaks, we'll take
0: care of yeah. you that sort of situation.
1: Yeah. What do you think with amps? Like, what's the line between... Warranty covered and not
0: warranty covered for amps. I think, like if based you, on your again, if you buy it new and you blow a tube, I would maybe within the first month. Something's wrong. I would either say something's wrong or they put or in like bad your, tubes and they should just replace them. Or you're popping fuses all the time or something um, like that. Yeah, amps is, amps is kind of tricky if it's like noise. Amps is kind of tricky. Uh, well, amps is a single subject, so it still is. The subject of amps is tricky. Okay. That's the way that okay. was phrased. The subject of amps is tricky. There we go. Um, amps themselves are tricky. Are tricky. You know what else is is tricky? To rock a rhyme? There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, I You know, amps is... Amps... Amps is... Um,
1: I mean, every time you say that, it feels like you're slipping into, like, Smeagol talk. <laughs>
0: amps is amps uh, is precious i don't know what all i would c- want covered under a warranty really you know i think i mean i think it's if any I think part most companies think about like it as like any your, failure yeah in your honeymoon period like what's a honeymoon period on an amp a Six year 6 months 6 months to a, a year a year sure i mean i think most of these products have some kind of like limited Three, like one or three or five year, whatever warranty. Where it's like, if your toggle switch, you flip it up, and all of a sudden it's not turning on anymore. Either your switch is bad, or you've blown a transformer, or whatever. And they're going to cover that. That's why everyone said, like, if you would have just kept the katana thing about the cape, the speaker cable hush hush, you probably could have just gotten it replaced under warranty. You know what the worst part about blowing a transformer is? What
1: the metal taste in your mouth? What? It's a blowjob joke about robots. Oh my <laughs> giving a robot <laughs> oral sex.
0: I think this is the first time I've made an explicit note in an episode where no actual like none of the seven words were used. George, the ghost of George Carlin did not appear. Let's move on to the last, last ad and get out of here. Yeah, man. We said um, we weren't going to go
1: long tonight, but here we go, going long. Are we going to do?
0: I feel like we got to do some Patreon. Patreon. Uh, if you want to support this piece of crap, uh, head to patreoncom slash 60 hum. I want to thank at our one-dollar level uh, this month, which is, um, you know, it's a dollar. It's a dollar a month. It is one third of a cup of coffee. So I saw somewhere the other day where someone's like I hate when they when I, people are trying to pitch stuff as like as in value of other things. It's cheaper um, than a candy bar. It is cheaper. Well, king size for sure. Candy bars are expensive now. Are they They're a like a buck forty anyway unless you get them on sale but then they make you buy like 5, five of, them. of them you need 5 of them man One oh, man one for every hour between the time you buy it and the time you go to bed that's the problem you see those like
1: buy 5 and save a bunch deals and it's like if I buy 5 of those, I'm going to eat them all on the same day and then I'm going to be sick and like I should I just want one for that price. You
0: Dude, know? you do not have
1: the self-control once I buy it. I
0: buy like 5 and that's like one for me and one for my wife that night and then one for me to take to work and then one for me and one for my wife the next night. I do
1: it when Yorks are on mm. sale cuz
0: my wife and I have
1: a, you know, a little
0: Also, you're buying for You're Yorks. buying for 3 now, man. Like I'm not going to give my kid a candy <laughs> while I'm keeping that for me. All right, anyway, Uh, so at our $1 level, uh, we got cat and then literally the name on Patreon was just cat. Meow. Um, and, uh, Kirk, uh, Kirk Myers. So thanks guys for joining. If everyone who watched this, uh, subbed at the $1 level, that would be fantastic. Uh, if everyone who watched the podcast and listened to the podcast subbed
1: at the $1 level, like it would make a significant like difference in both of our lives. Yeah. Like, not even joking,
0: anyway. If you would like to help with the production costs of this program, <laughs> uh, so that's uh, pa- I believe patreon.com. Oh, I don't, I, put I, mean,
1: that- I meant to give you something.
0: I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's Whoops. happening. I mean, for for our patreons, I got a uh, refrigerator
1: magnets made. Oh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to put them on your fridge, you can put them on anything metallic. I got a hundred of these made. Ooh, and uh, they look like our stickers or cool. our, our logo.
2: Dang,
0: these are weighty. Is this all of them?
1: No, some fell on the okay. floor there.
0: Cool. So yeah, have to throw uh, this over here. Steve has a new shipping thing to do. He has to ship out magnets. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're on the if you're on the ten dollar level, we send stuff. Are we sending this to the five dollar level? Yeah, why not? 5 five dollar. Why not? Uh, we kind of just send whatever we have in stock at the time to uh, the new people. So there mm-hmm. you
1: go um oh man this next part is exciting we're gonna talk about the song right
0: or i thought we were gonna do this ad. oh yeah one last ad uh stay tuned for the song yeah. it's gonna be fun uh so this ad was sent in by alex ray it's a fractal guitar uh bas- fractal guitar basically uh somebody did that thing where you uh electrocute, you electrocute stuff burns stuff it burns and then they filled it in with blue resin that <sighs> one of the burn marks looks like it goes all the way through the top more than a few do uh because it is not filled in with resin. Look
1: down here. It's all collapsed in oh, there. Oh jeez. Up here by the sound hole it's all collapsed in. Like they burned this too much. I just want to I wanted to do this one cuz just I just want to say like do you hate this, right? This whole like like electrocuting and then filled with resin and also like the you know like the the live edge two pieces of wood together with the resin river bet- between them. Is just getting really old to me. I'm really tired of it. I know, like, like those videos get lots of clicks on Facebook right. and whatever, and YouTube, but it's the the look is just tired in my opinion. Now, once you know you've what? seen it done like well a couple times, like you don't need to see it done to any level ever again because right. this I, doesn't
2: it, this
0: doesn't look good, right? I don't I don't I I don't like the execution here. There's a lot of really bad execution here. The fact that it like wraps around the bridge like this is obviously just because this should have this was done with everything like put together. They just took the strings off, um, which is why like the river just wraps around the tail piece. Um, It just shouldn't be that way, and actually, it looks really bad. From yeah, it looks like the bridge is going to fail. Like if you look at this angle. Um, yeah, that's, that just is not a good look, but the overall execution here is also just bad because I actually, so I disagree with you. I don't, I don't hate the river guitars. I, I don't know that I would necessarily want one, but the difference is, is with the river guitars is they do. Okay. They got a piece of wood. They got another piece of wood. They put you know, it's live oak or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, like, it's whatever, live wood. It's, like live, it's some kind of live bur- edge, burly wood. Right. And then they put the uh, the resin in the middle. They s- sandwich it together. And then they clear coat all of it. Yeah. Right? What does this not have? It doesn't have the clear coat. Right. So, on top of there being these holes in the guitar, which... No, they're awful. So, the, uh, holes, the holes are awful. But also, all of the burn-in... That's just there. That's just texture now on top on top yeah. of the body of the of the instrument. And it's like it looks like it's maybe there's like a light cover of clear coat. Somebody took a can and just sprayed over it, but it's like there's a very obvious texture to this and I don't want to deal with that. Not on an acoustic guitar, not on an electric guitar.
1: And like it's one thing to do it with an electric. This is gonna a hundred percent impede the tone of an yeah. acoustic,
0: right? Yeah. Or like so the way that I play acoustic guitar, I would break this top in half guaranteed i would break this top in half well you play with your butt That's <laughs> yeah i just sit <laughs> i have an acoustic guitar and i like i just what happens is is i i mic it i got it up i've got it plugged in i and turn just, up and i squat down and i fart to play the strings and every once in a while like after i've been squatting for like 10 minutes my legs just collapse
1: steve clamps a uh, a pick between his butt cheeks and then he twerks over the guitar <laughs> And most of the time, he's just like slamming against
0: the guitar. There with we his go. Butt. Just, just slamming it.
1: Butt slamming his guitar. <laughs> is that going to be the title of the episode? Uh, butt slamming. It
0: shouldn't be, but I guess it is. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I, this is just terrible. Did, is there, but a you know is no, there a price on this? Is there a price? There better not be. $1,200. No!
1: <laughs> no!
0: Oh, is, it's, it's in Louisiana. That explains is this, everything. Is,
1: is that the value of the guitar before they did No, that?
0: it's a Seagull. I don't think Seagull makes these worth, a like, guitar. 400 bucks or something? Probably. This person's got to be joking. That's got to be a joke price. Like, I don't know what model Seagull this is, but I don't feel like Seagull makes any guitars over... I mean, they probably do make something over $1,000. It's not this.
1: No, it's not.
0: Um... So let's move on to something more fun, even though we're an hour and twenty-four minutes in. Um, it's like it feels like a shame that we're burying this I know, at the end. I, know. I feel like we should have People, started with this. I feel so should have, excited. We should just play we should have just played this at the beginning. Um, played the song at the beginning and done no song at the end. Yeah. Um but or we, we done got done it twice. We got an email we got an email this week uh from we're gushing too much it's become embarrassing yeah okay we got an email it says i'm one of one of they might be giants managers john flansberg is a fan of your podcast and asked me to reach out to you and share this track with you so we're gonna play the song last wave from the 2018 they might be giants album called i like fun i've actually been listening to this album a ton at work it's a lot of fun it's like it's i mean it's classic they might be giants it's freaking fantastic
1: I listened to the song that was sent today and I had a lot of fun listening to it. But, yeah. like, when we got this email, like on my ride home from the thing I was doing that day, I just listened through Flood again. Oh, yeah. And it was like, this person listens to our stupid freaking nonsense guitar show. Yeah. Like, this person who made this collection of songs that are essentially like tattooed into my soul. Like, they're a permanent part of me. And right. This person listens to this nonsense that we do. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I still don't know how to process it. Like we've got, we know that we have a lot of listeners who are builders that we really yeah. like, really admire and appreciate and in, in companies that we really admire and appreciate. Like I was not emotionally prepared to have like a musician that, play like a significant role in how like i developed as a musician how i think about compositions and music and songwriting to just be casually listening to our show and then be like hey these guys play songs from listeners at the end of their show i'm a listener i'm gonna (laughs) have my manager send a song it's it i kind of had a a little nervous breakdown about it like the day that we got yeah
0: yeah it's kind of crazy because it's a totally Um,
1: it's a totally different experience like I don't I don't know how to yeah thanks for listening John yeah uh, I I really
0: appreciate having you as part of our audience yeah so uh thanks Pete for doing what your boss tells you to do (laughs) uh thanks thanks John for uh having this sent in and uh thanks everyone who listened and made it to this part of the show enjoy the song and stay grounded bye everybody